Hello, 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 hi, hey, how you doing? You alright? Um, welcome to, uh, I guess, episode one, series three of Something About Rhyme. Um, we back! <laughs> we back, we back, we back! That's my song about how we're back. Listen, um, I thought I'd do a couple of Christmas special episodes, you know? Um... Just thought it might be fun to do something like that. Um, <clears throat> might be a laugh. So this is me doing that. Um, episode one. Uh, and I thought I'll do this episode about um, my upcoming battle with Soul. Uh, I'll talk a little bit about stuff I've written. And I'll talk a little bit about performing and getting ready and stuff like that. Now, this is going to be released on the day of the battle. That's the thing about this. This is going to be released on the day of the battle, which is the 6th of December. I think it's coming out on pay-per-view on the 12th of December, six days afterwards. Uh, so make sure you cop that for your boy. But um, yeah, I just thought maybe people would be interested to, to, to hear about where I am. I'm recording this on the 1st of December. How is it December? I actually don't understand how it's December. Do you? I don't get it. <laughs> um... I'm going to start with some other things, though. First of all, I'm going to go through some of the elite rhymes um, that I've got in this little document, which has got some of the best rhymes that me and um, Lee's have come up with. Um, or maybe not always the best, but certainly like some of the most um, unusual schemes, you know, longer schemes, uh, schemes with um, dominant L's. Um, those kind of things, um, ones that you wouldn't find in the first book or indeed in the second that we're working on at the moment. Um, some very specific schemes. I've got one here, fall to my knees, balls of my feet, all you can eat, call the police and tall as a tree. Um, I came up with those when working on someone's, um, what they called, I was doing some work on someone's personalized battle video, a commission and, um, and I clocked those and I thought they're quite nice. I love balls of my feet, call the police and all we can eat. And tall as a tree is nice. Um, also, two nice names, Agatha Christie and Natasha Kaplinsky. Ooh, you dirty dog. That's me. I'm the dirty dog because I'm clocking rhymes. What else we got? Fantastical, Grand National, Average, uh, Penis and Larger Tikka Masala, Classic, Tender Loving Care and Leather Underwear. Ooh, kinky. Um... Superintendent nuclear weapon. Oh, I caught a lovely one the other day. Um, what was it? I was, um, it was nuclear something. Oh, that's it. Nuclear option and the root of the problem. Um, I was thinking the other day, I think I was watching something on TV and they said, like, we need to find the root of the problem. And then um, it was one of those where it just sort of like jumped into my head. Nuclear option. So nice. Um, I really like that pairing. There's also Silky Smooth, Silver Spoon, Builder's Brew and Mills and Boone, who are those people who did old, um, what are they called, like romantic novels, I think. I think. I think. I remember hearing about them from my English teacher in um, sixth form. Diane, her name was. Um, can't remember her last name. Diane Jones, maybe. Um Lovely woman, lovely woman, very smart. Um, Sydney Opera House, 
coming in with trainers is simply not allowed in Sydney at Sydney Opera House. It's quite nice. Um, there's some here where I've just put the first one up because I know there'll be some nice ones, but I haven't taken the time to think about them. Ah, oh, that's nice. Price comparison, Michael Atherton, biking accident, micromanagement. Jeez. I probably talked about this one before, but one of the biggest annoyances in my life is um, there's a series which most people will know, especially the, the Brits listening, called The League of Gentlemen. Um, and you might know that that's made by two people. One of them's called Reese Shearsmith, which is quite a nice name. And the other guy is called Steve Pemberton. And he only ever goes by Steve. I must have brought this up before. But Stephen Pemberton and League of Gentlemen would be perfect. But his name is Steve, not Stephen. And you can't just add it on. It winds me up. I was talking to someone the other day. Um, he's a uh, YouTuber. His name is James Marriott. And I thought if his name was Jamie, Jamie Marriott, then Ainsley Harriet would be perfect. But it's fucking not. And there's nothing you or I or any amount of money can do to change that. Okay. What else we got? We've got some nice ones here. Stranger than fiction, patriotism and make a decision. Very nice, those. I like Halloween mask and Captain Beefheart. And it's quite nice with an abandoned theme park, which is, you know, more conceptual, but quite nice. Um, loads and loads of really nice ones here. Um, this is just me reading out rhymes, isn't it? But it's kind of, maybe it's sort of ASMR-y if my voice was any less, you know, annoying. If I could make it a bit more soothing. And just reading out a list of rhymes to help you sleep. Jeremy Renner, Nebuchadnezzar, Never Say Never, Heritage Center, Measure for Measure, Get It Together, Clerical Error, Metal Detector, Forrest Whitaker, Foreign Cinema, Bob Terwilliger, Gina Lola Brigida. Thoughts? Do you like it? Um, maybe I'll just do that in the future, just sort of calmly and soothingly read out rhymes. Anyway, that's some of the rhymes. Um, actually, let me give you a few more, but I'm going to do some festive ones to be fun. Okay, so festive season, and that can rhyme with Brendan Gleeson, special treatment, edge of reason, pledge allegiance, Kevin Keegan, Deborah Meaden, nether regions. Kevin Keegan and Deborah Meaden was used, I believe, by Archaic. Um, back in the day when he battled, I can't remember who, but I'm pretty sure it was in the Fiddler's Elbow. Isn't that weird how sometimes you just remember like the place that something was as opposed to the actual interesting information about it. But anyway, it was in that location, the Fiddler's Elbow, iconic UK battle rap uh, locale. And um, I'm pretty sure he reminded, I love it when we beat him like Kevin Keegan, something like that. Um, it was great. And um, that made it in. So, yeah. Ark, you know, well done, mate. You've, you've made it into this second book. I'll put your little name at the front. Um, let's go for Christmas, see what we've got on that. Christmas cracker, hidden camera, Nicaragua, Indiana, pitter-patter, Instagrammer, whippersnammer, chitter-chatter. What else we got on Christmas? Uh, Christmas season and Indonesian, Middle Eastern, disagreement, Mrs. Beaton, uh, in allegiance, inner demons. Yeah, they're quite nice. Um... Turkey is the thing I've eaten. Unless you're a friggin' vegan. You know, that's just off the top of the dome. Christmas present. What did you get me? A swimming lesson. Oh, you're a living legend. But I'm now independent. Misdirection, millisecond, Tippy Hendren and Smith and & Wesson. 
Oh, mate, we've got loads of nice ones here. Um, Santa. What about Santa? Santa Baby, Batshit Crazy, Branston Baked Beans and Patrick Swayze. Yeah, in fact, we've got a um, Santa Baby hoodie if you want to get one, you know. It's available in my store. Go grab it. We've got some festive hoodies. You want them? Go, grip, go grab them. Ah, oh, what rhymes with festive hoodies? Um, I haven't got anything in here. Um, rest at goodies in these... Fi- oh, God. Rubbish. Right. Anyway, that's all the, those bits. Now, I've got this battle with Soul coming up. I've got it in five days. Um, and I just thought it might be interesting to hear how that's going at the time that it's going, you know? So... I want to give everyone a bit of background. So th- this battle was planned back in, uh, it must have been June. must have been June. Um, so about six months ago now. And at the time, I was a bit like, oh shit, it's soul, you know. Fuck, I don't know if I'm, you know, going to be able to to write at his level and that kind of thing. I was a bit intimidated, but, um, you know, I thought, fuck it. it who cares? It's a battle. Battles are fun just do the battle and then the more I thought about it the less I was worried about it you know I think it was more of an instinctive thing um but actually it wasn't such a big problem but I did have real difficulty writing and I never usually I usually you know I start basically writing for whoever I'm against as early as possible to sort of get it out of the way um Sol and I are friends, um, you know, as as much as, you know, we're not, we don't like talk every day or anything like that, but we're, we're mates, you know, we're friendly. So there's always that kind of awkwardness. Um, and so it's, it's just about sort of like figuring out what you want to talk about and stuff like that. You know, do you want to make little in jokes to each other that I know he's going to get? Um, or do I want to sort of make things a bit more general? Do I want to go personal? Do I want to go you know, less personal, that kind of thing. So there's loads of questions. And basically for a long time, I didn't know what to do. And I never really, I'm never going to go personal on anyone anyway. I don't really do that. It's not really my jam. Um, but the point is that I was sort of, you know, in in a sort of limbo as to, uh, in terms of what, which direction I wanted to take the battle, what I wanted to talk about and all that kind of thing. So the closer it got, the more concerned I got. I'd only written about maybe... 20 lines in total which is you know not even one round and it wasn't cohesive it wasn't coherent they didn't all work together or anything like that so I was feeling a bit um you know under the cosh with it all and not not sure what to do and then um got a message from Briggsy who is um one of the co-founders and co-organizers of um of Premier Battles which is the league that this is happening on PB up in Manchester and he said that it was going to be, you know, due to COVID restrictions, blah, 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 blah. It was going to be a sort of like a lockdown performance. There's going to be no crowd. It's going to be just Sol and I, Sol and me on screen, um, just facing off with with no one else there. You know, a quiet battle. And, and that all of a sudden um, <clears throat> just completely changed the way that I was thinking about the battle. I've never had to consider not getting a reaction, you know? Um, it's always been something that's, uh, you expect a reaction. Sometimes you don't get it where you want it and sometimes you do get it where you don't want it, but the reaction is always at least a part of it. And there have been some battles that have really lacked on reaction and then I watch them back and I think, oh God, that's that's kind of cringy. Like the, um, 
the Pat Stay and Roan compliments match. Uh, if you've ever watched that, um, myself and Marlo visited uh, Halifax to battle uh, Pat Stay and Roan. And I don't know if the crowd weren't really prepared for, you know, how homoerotic it all was going to be and how you know, positive it was all going to be because it was a compliments match, but th- there just didn't seem to be much reaction. It might just be down to the quality of what we what we were doing, but um, it felt like it was, you know, unexpected. And so that was an awkward situation. And watching that back is quite an awkward ordeal. Same goes for my battle with Jazz. Um, she got, she got fine reaction. I think I just misjudged the, the vibe of the of the event and um, and how to how to tackle it. So I didn't get much reaction then. Watching that back is awkward. And you realise that the crowd does actually kind of make quite a significant portion of the battle and, and, and is a big part of the enjoyment factor of watching it. You want to laugh along with people because that you still leave gaps. It's something like, you know, you know, if you're watching something with um a laughter track, like if you you know, friends or something like that. Um or Fraser, or anything like that. You, you watch it, and they pause for laughter, and the laughter comes. And when they pause for laughter, and the laughter doesn't come, in those awkward sort of uh, YouTube mixes where they've removed the canned laughter, it's insanely awkward, because people were just waiting for a reaction that never comes. And so when that happens in a battle, you feel like you shouldn't laugh when you're watching it, because otherwise you would have been cued to laugh by the audience laughing on the day if that makes sense and you're always going to laugh more on the day than you do back at home because you know there's a certain expectation that you make noise positive you know feedback in 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 the place which is why you always laugh at plays that aren't even that funny if you watch them on tv you'd probably be like this is shit but because it's a play and you're there live in effect you know you, you kind of are doing it to give feedback to the to the actors and stuff like that and the performance so that they know that they're doing all right so anyway 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 the point is that you come to realise that the crowd has a huge impact on a battle and you need to pay that respect. And so when there's no crowd and any feedback, you know, you don't get any feedback, even if you do the best performance of your life, even if you deserve a million, you know, minutes of applause, that isn't going to come. And so it's a bit tricky on how to handle that. And so I was thinking, you know, that kind of enthused me that it, there was this sort of issue that I had to sort of contend with. How do you work in a very small room where no one's going to be reacting, especially when you're making jokes? Like, I feel like maybe that kind of sense would, that kind of start, um, situation, that setting would, would work a bit better if it was more bar heavy, because the only reaction you sort of get from those most of the time are sort of, uh, from a crowd member or clapping, um, or the occasional, you know, and you're really impressed and you show that you're impressed by breathing extra heavily. But um, yeah, when it comes to making jokes, the obvious feedback is laughter. And so when that's not there, it's quite jarring. So I've been spending a lot of time thinking about how to overcome that. Um, And I'm still not entirely sure. I'm not going to know until the day, you know, it might feel really awkward when I do it. Um, Crowd reaction can mess you up as well. Like even if you get positive feedback on something that you didn't expect it um where you didn't expect it and then you have to sort of wait for a second for that to die down but you weren't expecting to have to wait there and so you lose your place and then you go back but you can't remember where you were because you've never stopped like that before you know as performers i think a lot of us plan uh, or assume where you're going to get uh, feedback you know you, you know where to pause for effect and how to like you know use comedic timing or just timing generally and so when you when it comes somewhere else it can be quite off-putting 
And when it doesn't come, that can be very off-putting as well. You know, it can completely knock you for six and make you think that what you said isn't funny and therefore the rest of the stuff isn't funny and therefore you've never been funny and then you have a little emotional breakdown in the middle of the battle and you start crying and, you know, or something like that. I don't know, whatever. But um, the point is that it's tricky and I'm not entirely sure what to do, but I'm not going to know until the day. So hopefully this has gone all right. This podcast will be released at the time of the battle so or or after maybe so um so you know i'm saying all this stuff hopefully it went really well i'm really happy with the stuff i've written i've sort of taken a bit of a new approach to writing this time um not in terms of any technique in, in rhyming or anything like that but just in the way that i've structured it um i've always you know done introduction to a point make the point make the jokes about the point but in this one um i've tried to make those points just last a bit longer you know so there's there's more getting the most out of angles um i don't often you know unless it's a concept round i don't often stick on the same subject for half a round for example i would usually move on to something a bit sooner to keep it more eclectic and jumping about but on this i have kept it to a lot of the time half around is just designated to one idea and then the other half is to another. Um, so that's been quite interesting. I do feel like in terms of writing, I'm on the top of my game that I've ever been. I feel like I'm the best writer I've ever been when it comes to, to battling right now. Um, I know that the rhymes, I'm very happy with the rhymes. I spent a lot of time making sure that they were sort of shaved down to their best version and I haven't just left them as the first draft you know I've gone back and edited and edited and stuff like that and um I've done a lot of I've you know I've tried to keep the 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 timing uh good as well um I think we said two minutes and and all of these are between two and two and a half minutes which isn't you know that's kind of the norm I would say you kind of are used to having people go slightly over time um one second just going to drink a little bit of my coffee don't don't watch that don't watch that I said, don't watch that, even though it's not something I say in real life. I'd usually say, you know, ignore that. Um, let's have a look through. Um, I was tempted to try and get some of the uh, the bits I didn't use, but I'd, I'd, I deleted them, I think, um, which is probably a bit silly because I could probably use them in another one. I just li- I like writing very specifically to the person that I'm against, so sometimes I don't keep my old stuff. I, you know, maybe some ideas for wordplay and stuff like that. Um but yeah, I, I, I don't always do it. I really, really wanted to get in this idea that I did in a... I, I put it up on all my social media, um, a, a video of me doing a little rap, which was the one where I'm beating on my chest and doing... Like, I've always... Uh, it's like, I've always wanted some bars to spit that I could do it if anybody would ask for it. You could see it any time, like a party trip. Like in Cemento, I just cut my palms like this. And there's a bit where it goes... Um, it goes... Um, a lot of people rap the same and I'm sick of it. Um, a lot of people rap the same and I'm sick of it. Uh, oh, no, no, sorry, that's the second line. It goes, um, truth, truth, truth is, I'm just out here winging it. A lot of people rap the same and I'm sick of it. I could rhyme better just using my fingertips. Like, and, and I do like a flicks with my fingers and then scratch my arm. And I've wanted to get that into a battle for years. And I thought, ah, oh, perfect. This is a quiet room. Um... I can just do it here so I can do the, I can rhyme fingertips with 
the scratching my own arm. And I, I've I, honestly, I, I think I came up with it about a year and a half, two years ago, and I've always wanted to get it into a battle. But the problem is, how can you guarantee people are going to hear it? You know, even on camera. And I, I had to give up at the end. And so I just thought, look, I'm never going to get this into a battle. Just write, write something and put it in and just put it on, put it on social medias or whatever. So I did that instead. But, you know, if say they say they don't mic me up, then you're just not going to hear it. And it's just going to be me scratching. And, you know, it would just look really fucking weird. So I didn't do it. But I did want to do that. I think I said something. I wanted to say something like, um, listen here, you little prick. Um, you know, you're not worth my time. I could rhyme better than you just using my fingers, fingertips. In fact, that's exactly how I'm planning now to finish this. I'll rhyme a little flick with some, no, I'll rhyme a little itch with some flicks. So I had more to it as well. A little itch rhymes with a little itch. Do you know what I mean? With some flicks. You know, oh, I would have loved to have got that in, but it's just never going to... The other thing is I sweat like fucking Prince Andrew at a Chuck E. Cheese. So honestly, I would be up there and my arms would be sopping wet and I'd scratch and it would probably just fucking squelch. Not that actually, no, um, Prince Andrew doesn't sweat, does he? That's his whole thing. So he wouldn't be sweating like a, I wouldn't be sweating like Prince Andrew. I'd be sweating like the opposite of Prince Andrew. Um, you know, convicted. Anyway, um, point is that I couldn't use it and I'm really gutted about that um there was a whole rhyme scheme that was leading into it that I had to get rid of and had to start a lot of stuff stuff over again and this was only last week that I decided not to do it and usually I need a fortnight to um to uh, memorize it that was another thing I was going to talk about is how I've memorized this so usually right I have um little cues in my head where one line uh, finishes and and, and leads on to the next line. Not necessarily in a rhyme, but just like an idea. You know, a word might appear at the end of the rhyme that I can interact with the next one. Um, But I haven't done that this time. What I've I've opted for this time is going through the the rounds, uh, doing a voice recording of it, and then uh, reading along whilst listening to the voice recording, sometimes doing really exaggerated mouth movements when I'm saying it. So like, I would be like, hello, soul, like that. Because it's weird to think that a lot of memorising, when you're trying to get the memory of, you know, something you're performing down, you really, a lot of it is muscle memory, you know, because when you get it, when you've rehearsed it to the point where it's like saying the alphabet, you know, when you do the alphabet, you're not going, ah, oh, what comes after C? I, I know that, you know, you just know it because it's like muscle memory. So your mouth just sort of does it in the same way that muscle memory takes in when you write or do anything like that. You know, you, you just kind of, you know what to do. It just, um, it's more like you just have to put fuel in the engine so that it does happen. Um so yeah, I was uh, I've been I've been listening over and doing some exaggerated mouth movements. I I um listen to I walk uh my fiance to work in the mornings, which is an hour away, and then I walk the hour back and I listen to it on repeat. I go round one, round two, round three, and I record them separately so that I have to pick it up so that I know that there's a distinctive difference between round one and round two and round three, and they don't all lead into one big thing. Um 
Uh, and I, yeah, I listen to that and I mouth along with it. I mime it in the street, put my mask on so that no one can see me being an absolute fucking freak. And then I, um, I do that and, and that's really helpful. And then after I've got to a point where I think I know everything, I will get rid of the headphones and just do it, um, you know, I'll go through it, but I'll be stumbling through it. And sometimes I need to put the headphones on to see what comes next to make sure I'm not going to learn it wrong. And then um, <clears throat> after a while, you you iron those bits out and then you start getting to the point where you can go through it all in one go without any stumbles. And there's some tricky bits in here. There's some tricky sort of rappy bits where it gets a bit, you know, difficult. No matter how much you rehearse, it's always going to be a bit tricky. Um, but it's weird because, you know, there's stuff I remember writing when I was like, I don't know, 20 that I can still do, you know, can still recite. And, uh, that's just in there and I can do it really quick. In fact, I'll do it now. It's rubbish. It is so shit, but I'm going to do a little bit from one of the things that I wrote when I was young, which for some reason... I've just never forgotten. And it goes, um, <clears throat> he goes like, you're bringing, it's so rubbish. It's so, it was before I was even remotely, you know, into it properly. It was before I was good. If I am even good now, it was before that. But it goes, um, you're bringing a villain not ready to learn, ready to burn. Never develop the place to fit in the Sarah Bell and the scary men in the fairy tale. Severely pale, but barely real. Rarely fell, but nearly fell. Almost gave in to the Daily Mail readers when they said he will. I'm old school. I rock with a feather quill. You'll never compare to real lyricist. Lyrical Dennis, the menace is giving you tinder. Just never pretend you're a friend of this nemesis. So flow, we live in an anemone. Eminem enemies offending me. You feeling me? I send them a letter bomb and I'm never wrong. So fill up, so fed up of every filament fizzling out. I'm um, filling with doubt and now I feel I'm about to shout out. You miss out now. The trick of the truth. I'm sick in the booth. Raising punch and kicking the roof. Grabbing the tiles. I'm bringing the proof. Right? For some reason, I've never forgot that. And I can even do it like this, where it goes, um, Oh, how did it start? I just fucking did it. Oh. Oh, yeah. Um. Oh, no. How did it start? Oh, for fuck's sake. Oh, yeah, I can remember it every single time. Oh, yeah. All right, so here's it quick, right? You're bringing a villain not ready to burn, ready to learn, never develop the place to fill in the Sarah Bell and scary men in the fairy tales of early pearls, but rarely, rarely, rarely fell, but nearly fell, almost given to the daily mail readers when they said he will. I'm old school, I'm up with a feather quill, you never compared to real lyricist, lyrical done as a menace, giving you tenders, never pretend you're a friend of this end of us. You know, I can do it like that. Why? Why can I remember that, but nothing else? Why does everything else take me fucking ages to remember? And it does. It's like it takes so long. And and I just have to go over and over and over and over for like weeks. And I swear to remember that thing I didn't. And why do I, why on earth do I remember it now? You know, it's not like I can remember my old battle rounds from, from different things. You know, I can't, I can't just recall that. Anyway, point is I'm livid. Um, <clears throat> also, that... You know, if you might go through that and dissect that thing. I was about 20, 21 maybe, and it is shit. I think there was a bit more afterwards, if I remember. Oh, yeah, it goes, um, um, oh, raising, grabbing the tiles and bringing the, it goes, stuck in the medium wage, luck isn't even phased. Um, I'm stuck in a rut, but I'm not going to leave the game. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to leave the game. Um, I, I'm, I, I'm sick in the, 
No, what is it? <laughs> Probably I'm sick in the booth, something shit like that. Stuck in the medium wage, luck is an even phase, I'm stuck in the rough and I'm not going to leave the game. Sport the fingerless gloves, I've lingered above, rap now I'm beginning to touch the roots, boy, I'm digging them up. Mine on my sky like I'm thinking above, ripping and spitting a thickening plot. Oh, it's rubbish. There's a bit where I say, um, you'll ne- never pretend you're a friend of this nemesis. So flow, I'm so flow, whatever that means, so flow that I live in an anemone. Eminem enemies offending me. You feeling me? Right. So, I'll, I'll, yeah. Oh, if you're an enemy of Eminem, you're offending me because he's a friend of mine. That's such a stanny thing to say. Eminem enemies offending me. You feeling me? Rubbish. There's all sorts of shit in there. There's a bit where I go, um, uh, I'm like, I'm raising the roof, punching the, punching the kick in the grabbing the tiles. I'm bringing the proof. Like I've, I've raised the roof and then I go out onto the roof and grab the tiles from the roof and bring it in. And I go, see, I did raise it. Rub ish. Rub, 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 rubber dub ish. God, I'm so glad I'm not that shit anymore. You know, um, it's just a fucking travesty to look back at yourself. But then again, at least you can see how far you've come. And now I'm spitting sick bars. So there's that. Um, also, I've been working on a mixtape. Probably mentioned that before. Um, if not, I'm mentioning it now. Um been working on things um and that's been an interesting experience as well writing to a beat is a very different experience which you know people probably know from just doing it but like uh yes yeah, it's, it's tricky man it's like it's a, it's it's like learning a new skill all over again like you know battle writing is more technical in the writing but track i would say you know that not not for everyone for me um but i feel like for a lot of people there's more attention on the lyrics because it's slower it's not always got the rhythm and everyone's listening to every single word you say as opposed to like a vibing to the flow but the point is that in terms of writing and rhyming and wordplay and all that kind of thing that's i feel a higher quality in battle rap but in tracks you know it's all about it's all about i hate to say it but it's attitude it's it's like so much of it comes down to, you know, how you're feeling at the time of doing it, how embarrassed you are about recording it, um, how well it's going to fit to the beat. Breath control is something I've been really having to work on a lot recently. Um, that's a whole new skill as well, you know, putting in spaces where you need them so that you can get your, your breath back. Um you know, I feel like I've I've overcome the initial steps of that, but I think I've got a long way to go. And um, but yeah, I mean, just in terms of like syllabically fitting in this, you know, to the structure of of bars is is very difficult um, to get right to make it sound good and not rushed and things like that. So that that's been a whole new experience as well. I've been working with an amazing guy called Lloyd Henderson, um, who is has been helping me. He's been making um beats instrumentals um always used to think that the word strum came from instrumental or instrument but uh doesn't look like it does so um yeah i it's been it's been a real learning curve but it's been really really enjoyable and writing tracks has been really really fun and um you know they're kind of the same sort of vibe or sort of attitude or sort of you know um vibe 
let's go for vibes. Same kind of vibe as the battles in terms of what I'm writing about. You know, they're fun e they're, they're meant to be funny. They're fun and they're uh, a bit silly, but there's a lot of attention paid to the technical aspects of them. Um, and some of them are a bit more uh, sort of, you know, serious isn't the word, but a bit less comedic. Uh, I've tried to avoid the parody route, um, which I'm not, you know, a big fan of. And, you know, it's not all songs about how I'm white either uh, or posh or anything like that. So uh, it's none of that, none of that stuff. But um, I'm really happy with how it's going. And, and I think it will, I think it will, uh, I think I will develop that skill and, and work that muscle a bit more. Um this is just me talking about myself. But then what did you fucking expect? Talking about rhymes? Well, fine, I'll do some of that. Writing the rhymes in, in um, songs is is not that different. You know, writing the actual material is, is very similar in terms of, um, you know, a lot of the time, I don't know what a lot of people do, but I, I end up putting on an instrumental and then writing out, you know, lines and stuff, writing out the material and then coming back and finessing it so that it fits a bit better with the with the rhymes uh with, with the with the beat but what i don't do is is write it to the beat at the time of listening to the beat i don't try to make it fit into the beat at the time and then i just write it out and then get the best version of what i'm saying and then make it a bit more uh in fitting in keeping with the the instrumentals flow uh rhythm and uh so yeah, it's just been a real, real interesting learning curve, and I've I've really enjoyed it, and I feel like I'm getting better at it, um, which is good. And so hopefully that'll be out in the new year. So there's that. Um, what else has been going on? Well, I mean, in terms of the soul thing, I think I've I think I'm word perfect now. And what I've learned about remembering stuff is that you can overdo it. Um, you can over prepare, you know. And that can be detrimental, not only to your, you know, stress levels, but also to just fucking um, the performance on the day. You know, I think that's where a lot of people get thrown off when they get a reaction they do or don't expect. It's because they've rehearsed it so much and in their head they've paused a thousand times at a specific bit or not paused at another bit. And so it can throw you off. Also, you you know, you don't want it too polished. You know, I, I feel like it's... There's this weird thing in battle rap, which a lot of battle rappers have got, where, where, where people, you know, members of the public or, 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 or fans of the genre ask things like, oh, you know, that, is that all freestyle? And, you know, me and Marlo have battled in perfect sync. You know, we've battled in sync at the same, saying the same thing at the same exact time, doing the same movements. And people have said that that's freestyle. I put up a video the other day of a battle, a two-on-two battle. We were doing about dialect and Zen talking about the goons. And someone was like, oh, I hate these battles that take like a five-second break. That's way too long to think of a rhyme. I'm like, you think we're, you think we're like improvising this mad, clearly researched angle about his deal or deal, deal or no deal player profile, which we must have looked up. How can that be freestyle? Do you think we just get the ideas and then go... We'll just come up with it later on the day. No, it's all written. It's all written. It's all written. Has been for years. For 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 basically every single uh you know league that I know, it's written. You know, that's why I'm selling a dictionary anyway. Did I mention I'm selling a dictionary? I'm, I'm yeah. Buy my 
buy the rhyming dictionary, buy the advanced rhyming dictionary from Amazon or my website, shovel-d.com slash shop. Uh, or you can get it on Amazon um, just in time for Christmas. Great. <laughs> um, anyway, what was I saying? Yeah, so, so like, you can over-prepare. You can make it so that y- you are too polished. And that's what I was going to say. People ask if, if, if it's freestyle sometimes. They're like, is this freestyle? Did you freestyle that? And, and like, you've you got to see that as a compliment if that happens because it looks like you're coming up with it on the spot. Um, but obviously it's, you know, for some reason they just think you're like a next level, super, super, super proficient freestyler. But the point is that you kind of want it to have that because you want people's belief to be suspended to the point that they believe that it's happening right in front of them. You know, like a film, over-preparing and having a really, really, really clean, exacto performance isn't a million miles away from, you know, spotting a cameraman in a film, in the middle of a film, or, you know, seeing the reflection of something. It sort of shows you behind the scenes a bit too much. And you want it to look a bit rough around the edges. I do believe that. I think you need it to be a bit sort of, so that people can believe that it's organic and that it's happening in front of them. You know, like wrestling, you don't, you don't, you don't really believe that it's happening right in front of you, but you suspend that disbelief and you you let yourself be taken up. You know, you don't, you don't really think a film is a documentary, but you can, you can let it happen. You can let your brain let it happen. Um, and I think there's a lot of that to be said in battle rap. I think a lot of it is about leaving time. Uh, uh, sorry, um, leaving, leaving. Not not overdoing it. And so my point is, my point is, I got it about word perfect about, um, I'd say, Saturday. Which, for me, right now, in the past, was uh, three days ago. And then I didn't rehearse on the Sunday. And when I got back to rehearsing on the Monday, fucking hell, then um, I realised it was just... Way, I was way more comfortable with it, you know, not only word perfect, but also just smooth all the way through, let fewer trip ups and things like that. So I think there's a lot to be said for not overdoing it, letting it sink in. Sometimes I think of it like, um, you know, lifting a heavy weight, you want it to imprint. So you lift it up and the lifting up is the metaphor for rehearsing. And you, you keep lifting it up, lifting it up, lifting it up. And that's the, this is a shit analogy, right? But you're lifting up, lifting up, lifting up. That's a rehearsing, that's a But at one point, you've got to let it go down, right? So that it can imprint into your head. And then when the imprint's there, you've got to leave it there. Don't know why, but that's the analogy I'm sticking with. What a shit fucking analogy. Who came up with that? Which one of the... I've got a team of writers here. Which one of you came up with that? Uh, that was That was me. Why did you think that would be okay? Why would you... Why wouldn't you run that past me and just put it in the script? Uh, well, you uh, said just put him in the script because you didn't have time. I don't have time. I don't have time. But I also don't have time for this shit. Okay? I don't have time for any of your shit. In fact, you're fired, Darren. Uh, you don't You don't pay me. I'm here voluntarily. Yeah, well, you're fired from your volunteer role. All right? And stop giving me sass or I'll cut your wages. You, you've already fired me and, and I'm not... And I'm fired. Get out! God... Fucking hell. Let that be a lesson to the rest of you. All right? Tina, John, Favreau. Yeah? You end up just like him. What's his name? Darren. Okay? I want solid analogies every fucking time. I don't want to have to 
deal with your shit. Fucking hell. Sorry about that, guys. That was just... <laughs> Did you hear him? He was being a real, really difficult. You know, I'm not a diva, but I just expect a certain level of professionalism. I know what you're thinking. What rhymes with professionalism? Wouldn't you love to know? Jeremy Piven, I think. Jessica Simpson, Messenger Pigeon. Let's see what we got. Yeah, weather conditions. Benjamin Britten, special edition, decimal system. Ah, oh, decimal system. So fucking gorgeous for that. Jesus Christ. All right, so here we are with um, half an hour to go until we're at the location. I'm in here with my friends Tom and Theo, Marlo, obviously. And um, I've just gone through the bars for the third time now and I did it where like first time I did it normal and then the second time I did it like double time as quick as I could so that I could see where I trip up when I'm doing it as fast as possible so that those are the points that I need to like concentrate on and then I did it slowly again and there's this weird thing I was just saying I don't know if you have this Theo when you do it but I kind of got to a point where I don't think about what I'm going to say next anymore. It just keeps happening. And there's there's a bit of panic for me involved in that. Like, I don't know necessarily that I'm definitely going to say the the next line. It's like autopilot. Yeah. Do it's you ever nice. get that? Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's what you want to be like. But you enjoy that? On the day, yeah, on the day of. I get I get nervous that because, I, because I'm not thinking about it, that I'm going to fuck it up. But you're so much better as well at writing, like, more last minute than I am. Um, and uh, and saving it to a last minute to actually get like all of your final pieces done. Like I have to be like two weeks out learning it, um, and I and I, which means that by the time the uh, battle day comes along, I am by nature of that already Word pretty perfect. much on. But like you say, like that autopilot setting where it's like it would be weird if this word at the end of this bar is now not followed by this next bar and right. that means I can't slice anything in or, or anything like on, on the sides which you know you're not looking to do anyway that's interesting because I I like I don't know if you heard but in the three times I've just done it in the car I have changed words here and there like yeah. just because it's it's naturally like you're more comfortable with that aren't you yeah I don't mind that as much it doesn't put me off but that's weirdly that's another so it feels like how to choose it but actually that is another symptom of having the same the same thing which is like you, that you can you're so comfortable with it that actually, that I can paraphrase if you paraphrase it's not that big of a deal yeah like 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 learning a script I suppose like if, as long as you get to the same end point yeah it doesn't matter and it's yeah it's not really it's not it's not like improvisation or anything it's just like there are synonyms of certain words that will just come in I think I said obscure in the last one when I've been saying complex so like that kind of thing will just sometimes happen that's fine though it's, it's weird though isn't it that you, you learn something so well and yet you still well I, I still mix them up a bit but Tom when you're doing stand up do you have that feeling like do you have it locked it, or are you thinking of the next line or how to connect them or are you sort of like you you just have it locked and you don't even realise you're really doing it well I did a gig the, the other night actually for the first, because of lockdown and everything it's been a long long time but I wanted to practice a bit I hadn't done in ages and I knew it was a really solid bit uh, it was one of my strongest bits um, so I practiced a bit in the day um, but there was definitely bits that there was a list in it um, that I had to memorise oh, yeah, and that yeah exactly it's a bit about a washing machine um, and that bit I really that's what was really made me nervous because I know if I if I've got the start of a sentence I know even if it's not word for word every time, I do switch into that autopilot and yeah. I can kind of, as long as I get those first or one keyword in that sentence, 
I know that I can I'll get the concept out yeah but it's yeah I guess it's different to what you're doing whether yeah, you have to be word for word or well, with the with the rhymes you do with the rhymes themselves, yeah, yeah you have to kind of be word for word. Well, Adam's a, Adam's a bit looser on the word for word thing, like, but I need the first word of the next bit in my head. It do, it can't be just any random word in or like the rhyme or anything that I'm memorising. It has to be the first. I think yeah, usually it's like the first word of the next bit because I know that I'm gonna say it. Yeah, it's word the first thing word, you need to think. Basically, of. you know, can can it it it. it, it the way that I'm, that I've practiced it, but yeah. it has to be the same. Yeah, it's 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 it is really interesting to think that like, I, I don't know, if you took a break, Theo, if you like, if you if if there was a big audience reaction and then you laughed or I don't know, you said something to me quietly on stage, would that put you off? Uh it kind of has, I think, in the past, but it's but only for a second because I think again when you're so like on autopilot anyway, like those kind of stumbles don't actually really matter and and nine times out of ten aren't really even noticed mm. by other people who don't have that in their head um, yeah but it's it's weird like talking about these methods because like pat stay for example i know just literally writes the punchlines doesn't he and i think like I think does so. tony d do the same yeah and, and and maybe archaic makes like writes symbols oh, yeah. or it does pictures uses pictures sure, to remember yeah. them so but, yeah that's really interesting like i just could never never do that and then come out and be confident on stage like it's just a way that that uh that my head is whereas that's where you're like blessed a lot a lot more because you can kind of be a, a little bit looser for it. i know you do basically word perfect but like you're saying like you can you actually switch up a bit switch up a tiny bit and also because i know when we've done two on twos as well you've said because it makes it more interesting for you because yeah i think point at this point where you're like you're so sick over of it and over and over again you're sick of it um so it's good to like mix it up <laughs> maybe what i'm saying there is I, th- I find it more interesting because there's a higher chance of you fucking up because i've changed the word <laughs> yeah so it's like it's like let's and make that, this a bit more interesting and like yeah. adding a gambling element to it can, yeah, I, no, can I put theo up done, like that really has tripped me up because i overthink so much that when you say something that is slightly differently reworded that will become like a thing in my head where i'll be yeah. like not only yeah. that as well, but when we're practicing uh, a two-on-two separate of each other, we obviously, before doing that, we record it and listen to it. So we hear one person's side of it, you'll hear mine, and then you'll do yours. Yeah. And obviously, if that's happening, then I, my whole delivery is never changing how many times you listen to it, but you're sort of doing your own thing, but I'm always going to be consistent because it's one recording. And then when we meet up and I have a slightly even different inflection, you'll be like, oh, I don't recognise that. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Uh, could you say it like this? Yeah. And that's when it gets all pernickety. I feel and it's like, like I've got I've got better with that as we the more we do and stuff. But like yeah. it will still happen occasionally. Like when we I think when we first did it, it was like I needed you to be doing it word for yeah. word because otherwise I would fuck up. But uh, but now it's a bit. It's like I kind of expect it because I know you clap your you hands it when up. it's on stage uh, and it happens. Um, I've noticed you clap your hands to like regain Re- where you are momentum. yeah it's, it's, it's like, odd yeah. but it's like it's a thing you do quite consistently you clap your hands and then you go uh, clap back and then you get it it's weird it's like you're snapping yourself back into yeah it's to like sort of try and give the illusion that momentum is carrying on yeah. <laughs> even, though, even though you've like clearly well, lost it for half a second that's our career mate yeah. that's not just that that's yeah, yeah, the yeah. whole career um, oh man I'm 
having some serious flashbacks to the morning after my stag do. Now we're driving through Manchester. Oh the God! Street. Yeah, maybe we should end this bit here before you vomit on my phone. You're um, very sick when you were driving. All right, don't. Well, not in front of the viewers. <laughs> in front. In front. <laughs> right, and then uh, I'll, I'll, what I'll do is I'll catch up with y'all in on the journey back, and I'll let you know how it went. Peace. Well, here I am. A few days after the uh, the battle, I thought I'd take a little moment to um, let the time uh, sink in a bit after I've had the battle. And uh, yeah, I, you know what? I think it went all right. Um, it was odd with the with the with the mini crowd. Um, it was a bit strange. There's a there's a sort of feeling you get when you reel and you spit, and everyone is feeling is shit. This is your moment. Uh, yeah, basically, what I'm saying is that. Um, a lot of time when you're, when you're performing, you know, you feed off the audience. The audience is, is big and so they're giving you all this energy and you're surrounded by them or whatever like that. And you feed off the energy and you, you take back what they're giving and you give it back fivefold, you know. And um, that wasn't the case in this event uh, as much. There was still a small audience. There's about 40 people there. They were all battlers or plus ones and things like that, and staff and crew. But... Um, it just wasn't, you weren't able to get into a proper, proper rhythm. Um, or at least I found that. Um, I think Soul had a great performance. Uh, the way he delivered his stuff was amazing. I definitely think he had a cleaner performance than me, uh, which for me does actually add up to a lot. Uh, I'm not sure who won. I mean, I kind of think that he won. Um, but people are saying it's closer than I thought. Um so so who knows i think it's really one to watch and, and sort of decide yourself um it's a, it's a very tricky one to 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 figure out but i mean it might come down to preference it might come down to uh you know cleanness in delivery and performance and stuff like that but either way it was it was really fun it was really enjoyable um the guys at premier battles are doing a great job and uh yeah it was uh, it was it was very good so i think everyone's going to enjoy it there were lots of big standout moments. There were still big laughing moments, which is good, and big reaction moments from Jed, from Soul. So, you know, that that's kind of my main thing. As long as as long as there's big moments in a battle and it's something memorable, then I'm happy. I, I, I like when people can say, Oh, that was that was the this battle, you know, the thing where this thing happened. Is that the you know, for for, for example, for me when people are saying that kind of thing to me, I was at the coffee shop battle, I was at the phone call battle. And so I think there's enough of a thing in this one that it will be hopefully um, among among those things. But I'm really happy with how it went, like I say. I uh, wish I'd got a cleaner performance, but I think considering the situation, I'm, I'm happy with how it went. Um, it was a really, really enjoyable battle. It was amazing to have uh, soul right stuff for me. And, you know, it was very, very um, spot on. It's quite intimidating, you know, when, when someone's shouting in your face like that. <laughs> Obviously, I mean that's just not, that's basically the definition of intimidation, but um, but yeah, it was it was it was really good. I'm really happy with it. Um, I hope this has been entertaining in some way. I hope it's given you a bit of an insight. Um, we're on the 9th of December now, so it was it was three days ago. Um, I just, yeah, I just thought I'd let it sink in for a couple of days and then put it out today, which is today is when this is going out which is when you're listening to it, right? Um, so now it's going to go back to the first day I recorded to do the quiz. 
all right, I'm going to give you a quiz. And I've tested this on a few people. This is the first one for you guys, all right? So number one, private party. And the clue is ranking. With an R, ranking. Number two, silent treatment. And the clue is opening credits. Number three, pits of despair. Clue, TV show. Four, ponytail. Clue, relic. Okay. Number five, bottle of beer. Clue, I know I'm innocent. Okay. (laughs) Number six, Lord Almighty. Clue, probably. (laughs) Number seven, sports bible. Clue, celebrity. Number eight, cubic pattern. Clue, the most attractive person. Okay, or not the, just most attractive person. Number nine, unbridled. Clue, sports competition. Number 10, toenail. Clue, something to ride. And that's it. So here we are. Welcome back to um, this episode, to this series, series three, episode one of probably four, if I'm honest, uh, up to the Christmas period. Um, Do buy the book, support me and my massive cocaine habit. Um, Like I say, it's selling on Amazon and it's also selling on my website. If you want to get it from there, either one is good. You can get signed ones from my website. Uh, You can also get personalised battle commissions from there, rap coaching, battle coaching, performance coaching, public speaking, all that, all that shite. You can get on there, you can get on there. How not to ramble, um, how to make more concise decisions and not spend so much time hedging around words and finding the ones to say. Um, Other stuff, how not to be vague, got lessons for that. (laughs) <laughs> uh, well, uh, yeah and uh, also um, just support me be nice to me be kind be very kind take part in the daily rhyme challenges every single day just got over 400 the other day big 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 thing for me uh, thanks for everyone who takes part in them every day there's now a five pound gift voucher every other day on twitter and every other day on facebook uh, to win to spend at my store so get involved get yourself some some time uh, some money off get a festive hoodie get a fucking pair of uh, pajamas with a little rhyming top <laughs> get what you like it's fun days all right happy happy december all right so thank you for listening and uh maybe maybe catch you next week who knows what the fudge enjoy love you all get the pay-per-view right i think the pay-per-view is out now so get the pay-per-view to watch the battle and let me know what you think um get the pay-per-view get my book get a personalized battle rap video commissioned get it all all right it's all out there for the take it's christmas come on it's christmas love you love to all of you